Hello and welcome to Encounter Church Cape Town. We're so excited that you can join us for this message and we speak God's abundant blessing upon you, your families and all of your spheres of influence as you do so. Enjoy as you engage with God. Wonderful. Well, praise the Lord. Thanks guys for allowing me to come and share with you today. I'm just uh, really excited that... uh, and I'm sure for many people that bring the word wherever you are, circumstances don't have to be where you're addressing people, but in certain different circumstances, but just that you get so encouraged when things are confirmed, that you're prepared in, the, sort of in, in your heart and your mind and your soul, and it just comes out, and it's just, uh, so about three or four different things have come out today uh, that I'm just so encouraged by. So when you hear them, they won't be new, but they will be fresh and confirmed. So that's what I believe in my heart. So I speak in part and allow the Lord to, to give you what He wants by His Spirit of truth and to add to and to take away of me and add to what He has for you. So really just let, allow the Lord to let you go into the special place of His Word of truth. In Jesus' name, Amen. Yeah, so I just got a title. I was thinking of a well-known word. In fact, came up, and often uh, as mature Christians, you often think about these well-known words, and you think, "Oh Lord, you know, I know that so well." And then I think to myself, "But do I know it so well?" His word is new every morning, as we should be new every morning, and open by Spirit to more truth within His truth. Amen. And so my title for today is: Greater is He who is in you. Than he who is in the world. Anybody remember that text? Amazing word. 1 John chapter 4 verses 4. And I'm going to be reading a little bit later on shortly. uh, From 4, 5 and 6. And that's all I'm going to be sharing from from the text point of view. But before I go there. I just want to give you a little bit of background. I think Brendan started a little bit with it last week. About this time and season that we're in. But it's such a. This is a really special time in the biblical calendar. And many people would say maybe the Jewish calendar, but it's actually a biblical calendar, which God chose a group of people called the Jewish people, and he got them to use and utilize all these things that he laid out for them. And so it's a biblical calendar, and in fact, the seventh month. So let me just start with a little bit of that. So the seventh month is of this biblical calendar, and it's called God's Holy Month. And I think that's already something special. Now, you might say to me, ask me the question, now, why would you start a new year? And it's the first part of this seventh month is the celebration of a new year. Why would you start it in the seventh month? Good question. For some time, I actually used to talk about this. I never really thought much about it until someone who really knew something about it came up to me and said, listen, uh, do you know how it works? You know, I said, oh, well, you know, I, you know, I believe it's so many months, the biblical calendar, maybe 13 months. And, but in fact, the new, the actual beginning of this biblical year, to make it more confusing, actually begins in February, March. So God is God, and He has it's His calendar. Isn't that wonderful? So it's not just a Jewish calendar. It's, not a, it's a calendar that's set in stone, um, you know, right from those very stones on the mountain with Moses. But it's just set by God and not by us. And um, I'm just reminded as we go through different times and seasons, and they repeat themselves every year. They're at the same time, or generally move with the, the you know, in the moon and it works like that. But they would come about at the same time. And yet every time I find myself saying, where am I now? At what point am I challenged by even a time of season that's laid out by God? 
And so you have this biblical calendar going through history. And the same as the way God is, it's not, um, it's, it's not cyclical where history repeats itself, but it continues on into infinity. So how's that? So that's the calendar of God and the way of God and the line of God moves from one point to infinity. There's no restrictions. And that's so God can come in. He can interject in any part of your lives, any part of this year, which is a picture of your lives. And He can interject and He can interfere, hopefully, and sort things out with you. He's not restricted by a cyclical time, which is what we follow. So it's good to look at these things. And of course, they're all in the, in the Bible. So this seventh month, I find very special. The number seven, I'm not going to have too much now, but you can have a look at that when you have a chance. It's a very important uh, number to God. And numbers are important, just as names are. And you know that He knows you by name. He knows you by name. And it's the same thing with numbers. And that He calls you by name when He calls you. And He continues to call you by name because He has a purpose and a plan in His calendar for every part of your lives. Amen. And so, yeah, he just uh, he's decided that uh, the seventh month, because of what it is, it's the seventh day you rest. It's a, it's a, anyway, I won't go too much into it, but you can do a study on seven. And he's decided in the seventh month, it's going to be a special month. In fact, there's going to be a few festivities going on. And there's different things that you're going to uh, think. And I'm going to just mention a few of them before I get to our main text of the day, just to bring us up to speed. And Brendan did a good job in starting it last week. And even mentioning it maybe a few other times as well. Um, but I, I found it, I've said it already early on now, but just to say God's holy month, a special month that's set aside by God for us. Now, it's not the only month of the year, obviously, that we would celebrate or week or day or time or hour or minute that we would celebrate God. But it's a picture to bring us back into the, into the business of God, into the holiness of God. And so he goes about in this month, and he makes us aware of different things. And so let's just start quickly here. It starts with a celebration of a spiritual new year, of a new year, and I'm using the word spiritual because that's what it's all about. It's a spiritual new year. Now, isn't it interesting? You already heard something about new beginnings now, didn't we? And about a new new beginning, new year, new time, new season. Anybody hear some of that that came out in the worship? And, uh, and something we know, and, it's, and yet isn't it new this morning? I might have prepared this, you know, a few days ago or whenever it might have been. Um, but he's new every morning. And these words that came out today, even right towards the end of worship, we continued in that phase. And it was such a blessing to see that, to be reminded of what God is saying. And he confirms that in our hearts. And he did it through every one of us, didn't he? Isn't it wonderful when the church of God is the church of God, not just one or two people? And I mean, I know we know that, but I just want to encourage you in that. That every one of you has an absolutely important part to play in the work of God. Amen. Not only in this church, but wherever you are, wherever you are. Okay, so it starts off with this new beginning, and it's a new year. Uh, you remember it's called Rosh Hashanah. It means the beginning, the head of the year. And uh, it is all about that um, new beginnings. Start again. Let go. The previous month... Um, was the sixth month, which was a time of self-examination, a time of looking into yourself, preparing yourselves actually to go into the presence of God. So we bring a sacrifice of praise as we did today and worship to prepare and we go into the presence. And isn't it wonderful how we could do that all in one moment today? 
We could go from that beginning and just started going to different waves. I don't know if you felt, but I felt there's waves upon waves of the presence of God. And then just sort of goes down and we go into a valley and we pick some other things up there and we come back up and we climb and we climb higher and higher every time. So wonderful to you guys leading the worship. Wonderful. Wonderful to hear that violin again, Jane. Hey? You're anointed and appointed, I tell you. Hey? And you, Grant, hey? And all of you, of course, Garthy. But I just wanted to encourage you with your band, you know. Yeah, sure. Amazing. Amazing stuff. So I had a word actually in the beginning. And Grant didn't know what I was going to say. And I was talking about this new beginning. And I felt today that it was a new beginning for Grant and something fresh was going to happen. Something profound and prophetic in a sense. I'm just speaking it out as a word in faith. Um, that he's going to have a new beginning. He's going to have a fresh season. In playing, fresh season of experiencing and experimenting and doing all sorts of things. But you've got all the ingredients uh, in you. Uh, but it's a time for a new season, God. And I told you that, but now I'm saying it publicly so that your friends can hear. I don't, does that make some sense, God? Is it? Okay. So, yeah, really. And, you know, you've got such a gentle spirit, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> and a humble spirit and a serving heart, you know. And God sees that and he's really just... He's busy with a wonderful new work, so ah, I hope it makes sense that God and them can confirm that later. <laughs> Amen. Right, so, and there's a few other new beginnings there. Even it, it came out through Jane bringing that, um, not knowing whatever I'm sharing about, and she was sharing it towards the end. There's something that the Lord's doing, something fresh, something new, something along those lines. Is that right, Jane, if I remember correctly? Something, something like that. Okay, I think I've got some of them there, and there's more to come. And then the second part of this, um, um, in this uh, it's four weeks and made up a, a month, as it were. And uh, there's, there's three main parts to it. The second part is, is called Atonement or the Day of Atonement. And I'm not going to go too much into that. But I want to just say it's just a reminder to us as believers that we've been atoned for completely and finally through the blood of the Lamb. His name is Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? And of course, in those days, it was a practice run being atoned for through the sacrifices of animals. And how that, for sin to be forgiven, it always required blood. I don't want to say, if you hear nothing else today, it's all in the blood. It's all in the blood. Even the season that we're in at the moment now, it's all in the blood. The season of the pandemic, it's all in the blood. And there's so many things that are all in the blood. But the blood of Jesus will cover us and protect us and heal us and do all sorts of mighty things. And there's so much more. So I just think that's a wonderful time to be infected. It was celebrated on the biblical calendar this last Wednesday, I think it was. And, um, and just a reminder that we've been atoned for through the blood, the new covenant, the blood of Jesus. And then the other thing that came out quite strongly, even Peter brought a word earlier on. It sounds like I'm just listening to all you saying and just reading it out. Eh? Isn't that interesting? I didn't plan this and you don't know what I'm saying. Um, it's a very, very, every day and every moment is a time of salvation. You know? But Peter came out and reminded us of this in the time. And it's actually, it's a great season of salvation during the seventh month. Isn't that interesting? So, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. And, you know, He's talking to you. He's talking to me. He's talking to all of us in different ways. And yet somewhere, as the body of the Lord, we get different parts. 
when we put those parts together, when you gather together like this, for example, it all starts to come together, doesn't it? The, the puzzle gets different pieces and you begin to see the picture more clearly until the fullness of time. Hallelujah. So, the, the, the culminating of it, which will actually in fact happen, which begins on, on Monday. I'm just giving you days just to give you an idea, which is called the Feast of Tabernacles. Anybody heard of that before? Okay, the Feast of Tabernacles or Sukkot. And it's quite interesting that of all the festivals that are, are celebrated and laid out in the older of the two testaments, um, this Feast of Tabernacles is in fact the only one that hasn't yet been fulfilled. Now we as believers should say, my goodness, um, this, there must be a reason for that. Well, there is. He wants us to be on the same page of His seasons. And we're not ruled or reigned by them in any way. We're ruled and reigned by God Himself and by His Holy Spirit, now displayed on all the earth. Isn't that wonderful? And Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. And the Spirit of the Lord is working on the earth. He's our agent of the kingdom of heaven on earth by the Spirit of God. Isn't that wonderful? And to experience that. And so it's just an awareness, maybe make us aware of something happening. Now, the, the Feast of Tabernacles is quite interesting. It's a, the ingathering of a, the last of a, the wheat. And in fact, this, there, there are many other fruits that, uh, that, that ripen at different times, but the wheat is very important. Remember Jesus saying, I am the bread of life. Now, bread, as far as I know, comes from wheat. Is that correct? Although I'm not supposed to eat too much of that, and I, I, I believe. And uh, I think it was at Simon Suzanne, you also stopped eating wheat a while ago. Did I get that right? Ah, okay. You see, I do listen sometimes. <laughs> anyway, and um, yeah, but yet he is the bread of life. So there's so many things about that. He came from the place called Bethlehem, which is the house of bread. So it's quite interesting. You know, he came from this place. And so these little things that speak to you about the practical things that you and I go through every day in our weeky, weekdays and our weak weekdays where we feel weak <laughs> as such. And our strong days even, we go through these various things. You know, I always wanted to have a sense of humor. But anyway, I didn't realize. I, anyway, it's coming out late, you know. <laughs> and so... Um, it culminates with this feast, this in-gathering. And it's the in-gathering of the final harvest. And what's that about? That's all about salvation again. Isn't that amazing? So we covered quite all of these things that I've mentioned now briefly. And there's a few more points I'm going to bring before I bring that word. Um, we've covered them today. Isn't that interesting? And some of you I don't know. Some of you I haven't yet met. And, uh, you know, and some of you maybe don't know each other that well. But I'm bringing you together, not me, but by the Word of God. Do you see that? The Word of God can bring a month together like that and me talk to you like this. And we're just here today, expecting the unexpected, I hope. And just being open to whatever God has to say to you. And when you walk out of here, you might forget everything that I said about the things. But you know what? I believe God will leave a deposit by His Spirit of what He wants you to take out of this door with you. And I'm released. I don't have to control anything. And that's such a release, as Diane. She's been working on me for a while now. I'm letting go and letting God, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. So, the, the harvest is ripe. Ever heard that before? Just give me a show of hands. I must teach you your scriptures here. Okay. The harvest is ripe. Okay. And it's been ripe for a while. Do we agree? Getting rotten. It's getting rotten. That's what Sun said. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. Mick told me about some gentleman who came out from somewhere, uh, you know, out there, and he got up and he was allowed to get into a pulpit. I think it was that right. And he said, what? The harvest is not ripe, it's rotten. The harvest is not ripe, it's rotten. Okay, I don't know if my accent was right, but anyway. I didn't think he would be, I don't know if he ever made it to becoming a full-time preacher after that. Eh? <laughs> anyway, the church felt a bit rotten after that. Um, anyway, it's, but it's, there's so much truth in so many things that happens, isn't it? But you know what? Let's not allow the harvest and be reminded in the season that the harvest is ripe and let's not allow it to become rotten. There's even a message in that, Mick, that we spoke about a few days ago, I think. And so, yeah, let's do that. And let's be gatherers of whatever you do, whatever ministry you've been called to. You've ultimately been called to the first main part, to evangelize, to be evangelists at heart. Is that correct? And so let's go. Let's look in the fields. Let's be reminded to even look now. Why not a better time? And especially at a festival that hasn't been fulfilled yet. The last great feast. When the ingathering of the last of the saints, when will it be? Well, I don't know about you, but this has been quite an interesting year and a half, hasn't it? I mean, suddenly you're thinking about the harvest is ripe. And you've got to think the other way around. The harvest is ripe. People, attention. Everybody's got the people's attention. But let's God get your attention once more. Like never before. Instead of seeing that the world wants to get your attention, let's say, God's got my attention now. I'm actually feeling different emotions. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm feeling different things in my life, things that I never thought I would experience in my life. You know, and I'm feeling those things. Let's give it to God and say, thank you, Lord, because your time might be near, whatever might be near. It's a reminder that you're in charge of the seasons and times. You're in charge of this last year and a half. You're in charge of the destiny of each one of our lives. Isn't that so? There was in the States now. I said, can I hear an amen? amen. <laughs> or let it be so. Or so be it. Okay. Hallelujah. That's, oh, that's really Pentecostal, that one. Eh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's what it means. Eh? <laughs> All right. Um, so this last gathering, are you ready? Are you ready to go into the fields to gather in the harvest? Remember the word, I don't know if Brennan mentioned a little bit about it in this last season, the previous month being the sixth month, the month of Elul, E-L-U-L. It's just a Hebrew word for that month. Uh, and uh, the king. It's a time, it's a picture of the king. Now, who's the king to you today? The king of kings and lord of lords, Jesus is his name, right? That he comes down into the fields and he walks alongside you in your businesses, in whatever you're doing. It's a picture. But it's a picture the fields represent business because the farmers are farming the fields. They're farming the wheat, let's just say. And the king comes down and you can feel him almost as though you're saying behind you, walking in the field, saying, this is the way. Walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it. I'm with you. I'm with you in your businesses. I'm with you in your turmoil. I'm with you in this disease. I'm with you in all this. But I'm in the fields with you. We're working together. I'm wanting you to work. Show yourself approved in what you do and put your hands to as a work unto me, says the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? So he comes down from the, king, from the crown and comes down. And I think of Isaiah 64. And it says, um, O Lord, that you would rend the heavens and come down. Isn't that wonderful? 
that you would rent. Can't we start saying that? Let's not be afraid of everything, but let's be more a fear of the Lord and say the Lord, Lord, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains as they did in the days of Moses and when he went to get up the commandments of God on the tablets of stone, when he went up there, I mean, what happened? He eventually came down, but before he came down, the people at the bottom of the mountain of God heard the sound like roaring of the sound of the Lord's voice. And the mist came down and the mountains shook right down to the base and the people were shaken. They heard the voice of God. The mountain was shaken. There was smoke and there was fire. And you know what fire represents generally, especially in the Elder of the Two Testaments? The presence of God. Isn't that wonderful? I know many of us from our different backgrounds say, Fire, Lord! Fire! Anybody? No, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I'm going to say that over you. Fire, Lord, for everyone here. Fire! Thank you, Lord. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, some more. Hallelujah. So it's so wonderful to have a joy. I do have it. I don't know. It just comes, you know. But I have a joy in expressing something sort of quite powerful, you know. But I can do that because I want to experience the fear of the Lord over any fear of anything else. And I say that respectfully. Respectfully. But I was challenged by that. Anybody else? And I'm working at it, you know. But I'm working on a fear of the Lord. Now we begin to understand the fear of God is not a fear like we know the other fear. Correct? So the fear of God starts taking on a new meaning for me. And I've known it for how many years? 40 years, 50 years, I don't know. At least known something about the fear of God, you know. Now, I would tremble and quake at the thought of the fear of the Lord. But the anticipation... Because I want to be, and I know I'm, I'm desiring, and I'm trying to do what I can do to get in. It's not by works, but it's by grace and faith and all the rest. But I want to get in. I'm ready. Are you ready? That's why it's a season of salvation. That's why the last in-gathering is going to be that, a season of salvation. where we get, We're going to go, you and me. If you're a believer sitting out today... We're going to go into the fields. We're going to go into the workplaces. Tomorrow, for those who are working tomorrow, you can you go into a place, do what you do, but make it different. As Brendan often said when he came back from this other place, he spent New Year. They said, it's New Year. Where, what was the name of the country, Brendan? Cambodia. 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 Yeah, Cambodia. And uh, he was there for New Year, and there were firecrackers and going off and everything, and someone said to him, it's same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. Let's make the different an emphasis and not the same, same. Amen? Shall we do that? That's a prophetic word today. Okay, you receive it. Same, same, but different. Go for different. Thank you, Lord. Goodness me. I see some smiles here. That's, I'm, getting, I'm getting through you. I'm getting through. It's a very serious subject, as you can hear. <laughs> All right, so let's get ready to go into the harvest and bring people unto salvation. In the wonderful name of Jesus, the Messiah, like never before. So how much for a biblical season is that? Isn't that amazing? I'm not just trying to make it alive. I'm bringing what it is. And it's more than that. So something hasn't been done yet. You and I should be watching the time clock, the prophetic calendar of the Lord and saying, what are you saying? Yes, it's been on and around for a long time. But as we get tomorrow night, tomorrow evening, the beginning of this festival. What are you going to do in this world now? 
And you've got two choices. One, you very have an obvious choice where it's being told what you will do and are doing, are hopefully doing or whatever. Am I right? And the other choice is this other one which is limitless. Limitless. To go. As you go about, go in the fear of the Lord and go and make disciples of all mankind. Wherever you are. Speak words of knowledge. Speak words of truth to people's lives. There's a battle on for the truth. Get the truth from God as a prophetic word. Don't just get a truth which you think is a truth and you're not sure, then it's a lie. And I'm challenged by that. Anybody else? I want the, I want the gospel truth. I want the real truth. The same thing that the gospel means to me is truth. I want that truth. And that will sustain me. Can I hear another amen? If there isn't, I'll leave quickly. There's a back door down here somewhere, I think. <laughs> okay. Look at that. We even set the alarm bells off. I mean, isn't that amazing? Fire, Lord! Fire! <laughs> Hallelujah! Okay, so I just want to remind you, it's a statement of encouragement after all of that. Um, to do with what I've been saying about, it's through, now listen to this carefully, through the blood of Jesus, we are sanctified. You've heard that word before. There's many meanings, but just the gist of that meaning. Sanctified, meaning that we are cleansed. We are cleansed. We are set apart and we are dedicated, now listen to this, to the divine purpose of God. That's every one of you. Isn't that a wonderful thing? The divine purpose of God. You've already, are you a believer today? I hope you're going like this. Does that mean yes? Okay. All right. That's what it is. And that we are, secondly, consecrated, which means it is declared, that is declared, consecrated, sacred, and holy to the Lord. Amazing. That's what you are. You do know that, but I'm just putting it down quickly. Not to a whole long session. Did you get that? So they all, this is being recorded. Uh, you'll have to edit some of the different things I've put in. But anyway, this is recorded. And uh, yeah, just remind yourselves of that. But it just really got me this time like never before. So let's quickly just read um, our main text. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And it says here in uh, the, the first part of that verse 4. It says, you are from God, my little children. And you have, listen to this, overcome them. What is them? Principalities and powers um, and the rest. Okay. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. He in you means the Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit being in you. The presence of God is in you. He who is in you. The Holy Spirit taking up residence in our lives as believers. And he who is in the world. Now this is very important. The worldly spirits. Demonic forces. Principalities and powers. Okay. So that's the world that we're in. We're in the world. But because of our faith we're not of this world. Correct? But we're in this world and we're going to make a difference because God's allowed us to be in this world. And he has a plan and a purpose for us to make a difference in this world. So you have this battle on between the heavens and the earth. And we would know who the prince of the world is. And therefore we need to operate in that environment. And therefore we need to know and need to be in that contact with God through his son by his Holy Spirit of truth. All right. So who, who is in the world? The worldly demonic spirits. They are from the world 
and speak as from the world point of view. And the world listens to them. Verse 6 says here, we are from God. He who knows God, any one of you who knows God, listens to us. So we listen to one another. He who is not from God does not listen to us, believers. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. False teachers will be well received by the world, but we as believers might not be received at all. Now the idea is not to get you all down uh, and, and, and depressed about anything, but this is just a picture of the difference. And this is the world that we are in and surviving by God's grace. Isn't that wonderful? But let's turn that grace into power. Let's go with the power of grace. Not a grace which says lie down. A grace that says rise up. Rise up. Because as I finish now with this statement, God will strengthen us all. He is far greater than every enemy, every principle. Upon his name. And his greatness will be displayed in us. You. Me. Now rise up you sons and daughters of the one. The most high God. The only true God. Amen. 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 <laughs>